Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one... They're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Look at what we got here. Donnie Football sitting across from me with a Batavia Muck Dogs t-shirt on batavia new york that's 20 minutes from my house you like that horse yeah I, I do like that horse you ever been to that ballpark no i've been to other places kind in of batavia. a dump. is it yeah where, obviously you have is that where you got it yes yeah when i uh I, I called games for the the west virginia black bears for two years oh, i didn't know that yeah got to go to beautiful batavia a couple of times it is a thriving metropolis <laughs> isn't it donnie oh it is this is something else donnie sitting across from me uh, Austin City Limits to my left through the glass. I'm here with – these are all Waynesburg people. I taught sports writing and other things at Waynesburg. Austin is a is a distinguished graduate, I think might be the best word. And Donnie is a legendary graduate. <laughs> Seriously, if I went back and, and taught and I have that opportunity right now, I think, maybe, um, I would have you in my class. I used to have people – I had Amanda Sile in my class talk to them about – what it takes to make it in this business these days, Donnie. I love that. You've made it. You're the producer and and sort of part host for an afternoon, a PM talk radio show in a thriving sports city. You've just made to, it. Just trying to do my best. Thank you, Joe. Well, why haven't you ever won the Odyssey Champion Award? I don't know. We were just talking about <laughs> because that. Because it's Her- fixed. That's why. Harry, Harry, that so Harry Callis is claiming all those. Accolades. Harry Callis won one of those? I'm pretty sure he's like a two-time winner. He's won it once. I don't know about twice, but definitely once. He slept during my show. <laughs> How did he win it? I don't know. You, What's the criteria Somebody nominates here? you. Somebody nominates you, and then who votes? It is, I think it's just determined by somebody in the building. I'm not sure who decides. Who votes, Donnie? I think people can just, like, email uh, Amy. Like, email, like, the— Oh, really? Yeah, Amy? and then— okay. I think right. Amy just say like, yeah. "Hey, I want." So this you can person. nominate somebody. Yeah. So people, who's nominating Harry? I wonder. Not that I don't like Harry. I love Harry, but I feel like, in especially in the last two weeks, you're putting on us. This is like, this is like the last two weeks of a season where you're trying <laughs> to win an MVP award, right? Yeah, I've been all over the place. You're like here. Lamar Jackson at the end of the regular season against the Niners and teams like that. You're just last week you filled in on my show for the last hour. Yeah. Did, Texts in the city didn't go well, but we can overlook that. You were there, 
and now you're still doing your show today, right? Yeah. Yet you're here two hours before that to yeah. do the show I've, with I've, me. I've hosted a couple of evenings the last two weeks. I'm nominating you for an Odyssey champion. I would I've never gotten it either. Show. I'll you're nominate welcome. you. I'll <laughs> turn around and nominate you. <laughs> Please do. I've never even considered. Can can full-time hosts, are they eligible for this award? I think anybody in the building. Everybody's eligible. How did DeMar Hamlin not win comeback player of the year? I mean, I'm sorry, but the, the, who's he, he basically passed away on the field and that, came back and played in the NFL. Not only is he the comeback player of the year, he's the comeback player of, of all time. That was like the stunner of the night for me in that whole thing. Like I, I, I knew that Garrett was going to win defensive player of the year. I guess there were what, what maybe a couple of surprising ones. I could not believe that Hamlin didn't win that award. What happened on awards night? How did are they going to now retroactively award the Browns the Super Bowl? Why are the Browns the darlings of the NFL after getting embarrassed in a playoff game, not playing that well down the stretch? Why them? Why did they win all these awards? I almost kind of wondered with comeback player of the year, which now again, I have no basis to say that this is what happened. It's not like I've talked to DeMar Hamlin. I almost wonder if he like told the league like I don't want to win this award, but then it didn't make sense because he had the most first place votes. Right. It was either guys voted for him to win it or they didn't vote for him at all because that was the weird voting loophole that Flacco had like every second place vote. Right. But had almost no first place votes and Hamlin, it was first or nothing. It made no sense. And then Stefanski as coach of the year. So he butchered his backup quarterback situation and then got lucky with Joe Flacco Good job. Good job by Stefanski. But D'Amico Ryans, they were expected to be one of the worst teams in football. And him and a rookie quarterback had an incredible season and won their division. He had both rookies of the year on his team. What are we doing here? And then the coordinator of the year, Jim Schwartz. They had, they weren't, were they even in the top 10 in scoring defense? They were last ranked in red zone defense. Their, last. De- their defense on the road was And they awful. crumbled down the stretch. They, they had a bunch of games where they didn't play well. Mm-hmm. How You know, you expect if a team sweeps awards that they were like, you know, the 115-win Mariners or something. You know, like, <laughs> wow, they're just going to sweep every award. The Browns were 21st in scoring defense. I'm, 20, pretty, I'm pretty sure on the road they were like the worst defense in football. And they sweep all the awards. You're Cleve Brownies. How are you, Donnie? Good? I'm great, Joe. I'm incrinculent. Thank you for saying that early in the show. You're sitting in Ron's seat. What kind of a relationship did you have with Ron? I noticed that you came in uh, the last day, which I thought was <clears throat> very magnanimous of you and professional. You came in in person and wished Ron well. I was telling City Limits yesterday that handwritten notes always be email or text when people are, um, you know, your teachers, your mentors, not that Ron was a mentor to you. I don't even know if he ever said hello. What was the nature of your relationship with him? I, I, I didn't work with him all that much. There were like a few holiday days where I worked with him. I know there was like a Thanksgiving morning where I think he did the morning show and I produced. Did you get anything more than a grunt? Uh, we we went back and forth a little bit. That's whenever I know he likes he always liked to go on his little like hunting rant around Thanksgiving. So he he did that a little bit with me, like a little back and forth. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it wasn't like 
you know, we certainly weren't like best friends, and that that's not like saying that Ron was like a bad guy to no, me. No, we, no, we, we just not didn't work. We what? just didn't work together a whole lot. But I appreciated what he did in the city for the last, I mean, what forty to fifty years, like yes. long before I was even alive. Yes, and you handled it very well. You walked right into the studio and walked right up to him and shook his hand. No, no, no. With Ron, it was sometimes with younger people and newcomers, he can be a little gruff and intimidating. That's all. I don't even think he means it half the time. No, I I, I would always laugh and I would always joke with the guys in the back, like, I don't know if Ron knows my name. And <laughs> He might not uh, well, have. Un, until, until like Wait, the last... do I know your name? <laughs> Other than Donnie Football? Donnie Medwick. Chedrick. Chedrick. <laughs> Chedrick? <laughs> yes. I'm thinking of Ducky Medwick. <laughs> Remember him? I don't, I don't know who that is. You know, he was a baseball player. Donnie and I have talked about this before. Every time I saw Ron in the hallway before I like consistently worked the show, I'd say like, "Hi, Ron." And he'd always say like, "Okay, now," and nod at me. And <laughs> yeah, that, that, like, "Okay, now." Yeah, that okay, was pretty now. much it. I would always get, "All right, now." I like that. I like that response. From so him. I was wondering, like, does he know what my first name is? Zeiss didn't know Crowley's name yesterday. <laughs> I don't know some people's names who have worked in the building for all 13, 14 years. Just because they're, we're in a different realm yeah, because I'm, right. I'm, I'm laser-focused here. What else was I going to ask you at the top? I completely forget. No, I don't. Yes, I do. Oh, do you miss Ron? Yeah, I do miss Ron. He was a legend. No, I know. He was a legend. I know. He was a legend. I gave a very nice I, – I, I hosted the Friday night after his Thursday departure. I gave yes. a very – very nice goodbye message to Ron. I'm sure he wasn't listening. He was well on his way to Fort Myers. Oh, and he's sent me a nice picture of him in a Buffalo shirt, University of Buffalo, where Ron Cook Jr. plays, no relation, and a yingling in his right hand on his deck in Florida on a sunny day. That he's, sounds pretty he's nice. He's living blissfully. I met somebody yesterday, saw somebody who said, you think Ron will be back within a year? Do you think he just won't be able to stand retirement? I said, no, I, I, I think this is going to fit him. Very, very well. Listen, oh, he's living the life. I was shocked because I thought they'd have to rip the uniform off him. I really did. But now it all makes sense. Beer, sun, books, walking. And I know he likes the hot weather, not warm weather. He has he said a lot. He likes whenever it's like 90 degrees. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's perfect for him. I mean, I also think it's awesome he got to go out on his own terms. You know, t- that doesn't get to happen a lot. Exactly. Especially in this business. Like, I, you know. One day that, you know, you can't, like that guy in uh, Hard Knocks where your key card doesn't work, right? <laughs> Jamal to, Adams. <laughs> exactly. You try to get in the door and it ain't working. Your take on the Keller deal today, Donnie? Uh, I mean, I'm happy to see it. It would have been uh, quite coincidental if it even came down 24 hours sooner. But uh, something that I, I think people tend to forget about when these things happen, like they'll see a deal like this and they'll think, oh, Another bargain, another bargain for the Pirates. Like, they they won out on their end. The player and the agent also have to agree to this. It's not like they, like, forced his hand down to the paper and, like, forced him right. to, to sign his name down. And Keller has had what would we – we would probably say, like, one complete good season. Like, he had the back, at, the back half of 2022, the front half of 2023. He got his first All-Star nod. But he fell off a little bit in the – back half of last season like he he isn't like a super proven player right it's just he's he started to turn a corner a little bit I think it's a very fair I think there's there's risk on both ends clearly it's a team-friendly deal 
even if Keller just stays what he was last year, which is a 200 strikeout guy, not I don't consider him an ace. Like Mackey, Mackey said he's a legit ace. I even asked Shelty late last season. I said something like, what's it like just to be able to pencil in an ace, you know, every once every five days? He's like, well, you know, I think to get to ace status, he still has more to go. Ace, to me, uh, city limits was rattling off the names earlier. You know, and it's not like it's not like you have to be historically great. But the aces in, in, in Major League Baseball over the last five years or so, you know all the names. There's about, you know, between five and ten of them. Right? I feel like an ace in a pitching staff, in a starting rotation, that has to be a guy that other teams fear that they have to face. And the ERA's got uh, to go way below four. It's still above four. Yeah. Oviedo almost had as good of an ERA. So, so to your point, really, is there's risk on the Pirates' end, too between that and injury, and then from Keller's side, when you're a power pitcher especially, he has a risk of arm injury. Now, instead of that, he's got $77 million guaranteed before taxes. And also, if he's great, like if he continues to ascend, he's going to get another great deal because he'll only be 33. Yeah, and you have to think, too, if the the Pirates are, if if things work out, at least anywhere close to, what they could with Paul Skeens. Now that's an ace Paul in the Skeens. making. Yeah, like, hopefully. He hopefully. comes up here, he's throwing triple digits consistently. That's a team that in a couple of seasons, like op- opponents don't want to be looking at that guy right. on the mound on, you know, any given night. So they may be paying here for Mitch Keller to be more of a number two type pitcher. And I think if you have that work out where Skeens ends up being that ace and Mitch Keller, the number two, five years, 77, I think it's absolutely fair. That's a great way to look at it, and a very salient point, Donnie. I really do agree with that, that, that you're probably paying him ultimately to be the number two behind Skeens, because if Skeens works out the way you think he will, wow. So bring in another pitcher this year, I would say, too. Try to get one more proven pitcher in here this year, wouldn't you? Yeah, I mean, I, I know that that deal for for who Edward Cabrera has has fallen off, but that that would be the that would absolutely be the big one. Um, and I know that Cabrera, his numbers don't fly off the page, but it's at least hey, here's a big pitcher, here's a guy who's like 25 years old, and he can absolutely get plugged right into that starting rotation and make it look at least somewhat legit, because there are, there are a lot of concerns with the rotation. I mean, last year to this year, Keller's the only guy that is absolutely going to be in that. Like, I know that there's some projection, maybe Luis Ortiz, who knows what Rowanzi Contreras is, but those are two guys right there we had so much optimism in, Contreras especially, and he fell off a cliff. Does part of you, Donnie, want the Steelers to draft Kool-Aid McKinstry? Just because of his name. It would be a cool name. Yeah. You could do a lot of marketing kind of stuff with that, too. Pun intended, yes. Jumping through the wall. Plus, you'd have Porter and him as lockdowns, potentially. I think that would be great with the name. But guess who's on the line? Ryan Wilson from CBS Sports. No? You can't find him? What happened to him? Is he going to give me the Belfont snorkel here? So far. Man, we've gone snorkeling, Donnie. Well, let's live up to your last name here, Donnie Football. Let's take a look at Ryan Wilson's mock draft. Let's talk a little draft because he has an unbelievable pick. 
for the Steelers at number 20. Th- this would make some people's heads explode around here, I think, if they if they <laughs> went would. if they went this direction. And I know that this was updated two years ago or two days ago, according to uh, what CBS says, and it is the same person he had about a week ago. But if they would take Michael Penix Jr. with that 20th pick, I think people would go nuts around here in mostly a negative connotation to that, especially for for someone like me because right behind that pick, Joe, is Jackson Powers Johnson from Oregon, the center. I think that guy has perennial all-pro written all over him. We know the legacy the Steelers have at that position. I actually am starting to get the feel myself Maybe I'm just partial, and I know I'm partial to offensive linemen. Yeah. If that dude's there, I don't care if it's a little bit like of an undervalued first-round pick. I say you take him because the center position has been an unmitigated disaster, as some would say, since Marquise Pouncey retired. Agreed all. I can't find anything I disagree with you with about so far. Um, so you wouldn't like Penix then? No, and I I know that I know that hopefully we have Ryan on here in a few minutes. There's something that he said uh, whenever he joined Pony and Muller uh, last week. That was who? Well, Wilson. That that yeah. Ryan said uh, he got the the feeling from some scouts at the Senior Bowl that Penix might slip a little bit. It, it, he might actually be a player that you could get in the second round, maybe. Maybe. Now, he, he still has him at 20. He's a big fan of him, but he kind of got that feeling that the injury concerns are there, the age concerns are there. Maybe he's there around 50, yeah, 52. He's not the guy for me. I thought I thought he took some unfair criticism for that Michigan game because I don't know that a lot of people would have thrived in that environment. They were getting completely dominated, and he was just overrun. But aside from that, I, I'm not in love with that. That guy, that quarterback, that pick at number 20. I'm definitely in love with the idea of taking a center. I am. And Ray Fittipaldo has mocked that kid to the Steelers a couple times, Jackson Powers Johnson. I don't think it would be an, uh, like an like an, you're overvaluing the pick there. Ryan has him going at 21. I think everybody looks at him. In fact, I saw some really pertinent numbers with him compared to Creed Humphrey and uh, who's the Ravens guy? Uh, Tyler Linderbaum. Linderbaum. Yeah. Um, and his numbers came out very favorably from college compared to those guys in college. I would love that. I think there's a lot of truth to what happens in the middle of your defense. Sort of in all sports. You look, you know, up the middle, your centers, your goalie in hockey, your shortstop, your center fielder, your catcher in baseball. Your guys running your defense from the middle in football, and the guy in the middle on offense. I think there's a lot to it. From the you work from the middle out. I would love to see them take that guy. Just think about how much better you felt. Now I know that the the quarterback situation was a whole lot different. I know that that Big Ben was there for every single year with Marquise Pouncey, but offensive line alone. How much better you felt about that unit, all because of who the guy in the middle was. Right. You just don't worry about that for the next twelve years, you know. Plus, but, plus, there's a lot of important adjustments, and and you need smarts for that role. You're you're a leader. You're in sync with your quarterback, things like that. And as luck would have it, we have Ryan Wilson on the line. How about them apples, Donnie? There football? we go. CMU huh? zone, a tartan. 
Did you know that we just keep going on this show? I do know that. Yeah. At some point, uh, we'll have to take a brief intermission, but not now. We have Ryan Wilson of CBS Sports on the line. We're going nuts here, Ryan, because you have Michael Penix at number 20. Our heads are exploding. Uh, do you think that would be a good pick for the Steelers? Uh, are your heads exploding in a good way or a bad way? Let me start there. Bad. <laughs> uh, well, well, let me ask this. Why? Because we don't love Pen- – well, I don't want to speak for Donnie, especially because his last name is football. I don't think we think he's worthy of the 20th pick. That's A, but really B, uh, there's a chance to get um, – Jackson Powers Johnson and fortify the middle of your line for the next 12 years. It feels like yeah. a flyer at quarterback to me. I'd rather have the the sure thing up front. That's all. No, no, I get it. And I'm not, don't, don't misinterpret it. Cause I get asked this question a lot. Um, and I don't hate Jackson Powers Johnson at 20 and that, that mock draft came out after the senior bowl. So it's been a couple weeks and uh, I just did a, a live mock draft two two round mock draft with my buddy Rick Spielman on the podcast that I do. And I had the Steelers taking the Mary's Mims in the first round and then circling back and getting cornerback in round two. Jackson Powers Johnson was gone. So I love the idea. And, look, you don't take a quarterback unless you love the quarterback. And if that means you trade up for the quarterback, that's fine. I, I think the, the pushback that Michael Penix Jr. is getting makes zero sense to me. Like I've watched all his snaps, and I, I've watched most of these quarterbacks, just about every snap they've taken. And there are very few flaws in his game. You can argue about the, the injury history, and that's fine. He hasn't been injured for two years. But I don't understand the narrative that he, he didn't prove himself in, in the last two years of Washington. But that's fine. That's why we have these conversations. I'm not calling out Donnie. I'm just saying in general there's a, uh, uh, an undercurrent of uh, why is Michael Penix Jr. considered a first-round pick. Now, I've talked to teams that like him in the first round. But to your point, I've talked to teams that said, yeah, he's probably going to be a third-round pick, maybe even slip into the fourth round. And, again, I don't get it, but drafting quarterbacks isn't a science, and the reason we're having a quarterback conversation about the Steelers at all is because it isn't a science when they drafted one two years ago. But I will, you'll get zero pushback from me if we're taking Jackson Powers Johnson uh, as the Steelers at 20 or you're getting offensive line help if you're the Steelers at 20 or even cornerback or interior defensive line help if one of those guys there is there that you love and you, you take them over a quarterback because we know quarterbacks are the, the most volatile position you can draft and, and they, they work out less than 50% of the time in the first round. Well, let me come back on Penix for a minute because it is, I mean, it's very interesting to talk about that idea at number 20. And people who study this stuff like you do, some of them will tell you that injury um, history is concerning. They're concerned about the Michigan game. I believe Mark Schlereth uh, from denversports.com, Stink, as we know him, former Broncos offensive <laughs> lineman, talked a little bit about um, the defenses he was facing in the Pac-12 weren't exactly stellar. I think these are the things people worry about with Penix. No, those things are all fair. And look, I, I'm not, I'm not the the, the standard bearer for my opinion. And, and one here, other but... thing, and one other thing, Ryan, just to put yeah. this in the mix before you comment, uh, Schlereth mentioned the arm angle. He called it that little three-four arm angle. He's going to get all kinds of balls batted down. I don't see a lot of what I would say is big-time transferable NFL throws. That's from Schlereth. What say you to that? That's fine. And, look, everyone's entitled to their opinion. And, and I, I've learned over the years not to get too fired up because everybody has a thought uh, on what they're seeing, and people see things differently, and that's why this is so difficult. I would counter that he's the best deep ball thrower in college football. And you might say, well, he's thrown to a bunch of first-round picks. I mean, that's not his fault. Uh, he's not short-hopping passes. He's not missing guys. 
Uh, I think he layers the ball as well as anyone to the second level, and there's been some pushback about that. I, I would just encourage people to go back and watch. Are there holes in his game? A- absolutely. There's holes in everyone's game. But it's it's wild to me that we have all these questions about Michael Penix Jr. As a football player, forget the injuries, and yet we're pushing J.J. McCarthy, who was asked to do very little, and we're going on a very small sample size. He's a fantastic athlete. He is a great arm. He does a lot of things well in space. He was not asked to do a bunch at Michigan. So I don't know how we translate that into a top 15 pick, and that's the conversation. There are teams that, that are having top 15 conversations with J.J. McCarthy, and Michael Penix is somehow an afterthought. And that juxtaposition is hard for me to wrap my brain around when you know we go through the draft every year and quarterbacks are up and down, and it, it is an impossible science to figure out unless you just sort of happen to fall into to Patrick Mahomes. But I, I get all the, the concerns that Schler, Schler talked about, and other teams have talked about it as well. I, like I, I'm, they, He's not alone in that. But I, I, if we're going on the tape and you want to go on the Michigan game, that's fine. Let's go on the Texas game, the, the, the game before that, and all the games prior to that. He had a tough game against Oregon State and some bad weather. But, I mean, uh, we can go look at Kenny, Kenny Pickett's practice tape at the Senior Bowl when it, it rained on that Wednesday and no one had played well. So, I mean, there are things you can point to that are good and bad, but I don't, I don't understand the, the push against Michael Penix Jr. not being uh, uh, one of the best quarterbacks in this draft. All that said, he very easily could end up going in the third round or later just because uh, teams have issues that, that some of us, like myself, don't necessarily have with Michael Penix. Yeah, Ryan, as you say that, there there is a clear three at the top. You have these guys going one, two, three, Williams, Daniels, and May. Uh, then it does seem like McCarthy going to go in those early teams of the draft. Then it seems that Michael Penix Jr. and Bo Nix are those next two. Now, we know that you like Penix more, but what are what do you think is the possibility that one of those two guys slips to the second or even third round, like around the time that the Steelers – would have a pick at 52 or even 84. Oh, they could be there. Um, and absolutely. And the thing is, Donnie, that you sort of realize as we, there are ebbs and flows to the drafts in terms of what teams like and don't like. There was a time where smallest receivers weren't going to get drafted on, on day two. And then the tank Dells of the world happened. And the Demario Douglas is out of, out of new England who actually ended up going on day three, but perhaps could have gotten drafted higher. And you're like, Oh, okay. You can win with smaller receivers. They don't have to be six, four, and the thing with quarterbacks now is you don't see a lot of them going in round two, and there seems to be a hole right there in round two where these round two quarterbacks don't necessarily work out. So if you don't get it in round one, you'll circle back either uh, in the third or even day three to find those guys. So I think there's probably a better chance Bo Nix gets drafted before Michael Penix, just based on what I'm hearing right now. And I like Bo Nix. I thought he, he he's a solid player. He's played a ton of football, just like Michael Penix Jr. But both those guys – if they don't go top 32, maybe they're around in, in round three if that's the guy you want to take a flyer on. And then the question becomes, well, how often do those guys work out as long-term answers at quarterback? And the, the answer, of course, is very rarely. Russ Wilson was a third-round pick because of his size. <laughs> we know about Mason Rudolph being a third-round pick and how his career uh, has gone so far, and he's out of contract as we sit here. Uh, but I think the top three guys uh, appear set, and we'll see which one ends up going second, whether it's Jaden Daniels or Drake May. Drake, Drake May didn't play as well as, as – Jaden during the season, but you can say the same about Caleb. But but after that, it's going to be wide open, and it'll be interesting to see. I would guess right now four quarterbacks go in the first round, and the, the fourth one will, will be the mystery candidate. But I would imagine, as we sit here before the combine, J.J. McCarthy probably is the favorite to be that fourth quarterback. I think Drake May is the best quarterback in the draft. And if I were drafting, uh, he would be my number one overall pick. And I'm, I'm curious your thoughts on how you would rank what now seems to be the top three in any order. I think everybody has Williams one. Now it's it, Daniels or May, May or Daniels. Uh, what happened 
to Drake May's numbers. I feel like if I feel like if he had gone into the if he had been able to go into the draft after his first full season after the 2022 season, uh, he would have been he would have been the number one overall pick, I think, or the top quarterback maybe to go in the draft or the second one. I forget who went first. What happened to him between his uh, second and third seasons here, numbers wise? Yeah, you're not alone, Joe. There are teams that like Drake as QB one, and part of that is just the physical tools. He's he's big. He's he's fast. He could probably add a few pounds, but that's okay. He has a big arm. Uh, he makes a lot of plays off structure, which is what you want to see from uh, today's quarterback in terms of you know being able to play outside of the pocket. What happened? New offensive coordinator, so he, he was in a new offense. He lost some playmakers. Josh Downs got drafted uh, to the Colts, and Tez Walker, who who was his big play receiver, didn't come into the third or fourth game because of some silly NCAA infractions that were finally uh, overturned. He was allowed to play, and the offensive line wasn't quite as good. So and he was asked to do a lot. Now, there are questionable decisions that he made on tape, but like I said, you can go down the board and find that with every single player. So I don't think it was so much what Drake May didn't do. It's just what he was – what was around him and, and perhaps and we see this a lot of we saw this with Jordan Love his last year at Utah State we saw this with Brock Purdy at Iowa State they try to do too much uh, because they feel like they, they're the the only show in town and sometimes it can backfire now I think that Drake may play better than Jordan Love or Brock Purdy did their final years in college and but there are teams that like him better uh, off the field he's going to be as squeaky clean as they come he comes from a long line of uh, athletes in his family. His brother, Luke, played for the National Championship Tar Heels on, on the basketball team, um, and he's a great kid, and the physical tools are, are second to none. Some of the comps you hear, Trevor Lawrence, I, I don't know if he's quite Trevor Lawrence coming out of Clemson, but he's a great player. Uh, I think Jane Daniels helped himself more than anyone just because of the way he played after basically being asked to leave Arizona State. The last two years at LSU have been incredibly impressive, and last year he won the Heisman for a reason. And Caleb gets a lot of hate. I, I don't get it. If you watch Caleb play, he is better coming out of college than Patrick Mahomes was, and that's the comp that's the easy one that you hear. Now, there'll be questions about his dad's involvement in his professional life, and those are concerns and questions you have to answer. But I think all three guys are, are going to be top five picks, and all three guys. The other thing you got to remember, Joe, is like, okay, Bryce Young goes to Carolina, and he doesn't have a chance. CJ goes to, to Houston, and there's an infrastructure around him. So you have to put these players in the right position to have success because if you ask them to do everything, it's just not going to work out in year one. Ryan, how about some of those quarterbacks that are the true mid-round targets that the Steelers will probably have their eyes on even more realistically, the guys that are late late second night uh, or even the, the third day of the draft, and who are the names that you like the most out of that crop? If the Steelers were able to get Bo Nix in round three, uh, I, I, I like that. I, I think he's, he's a winner, and that's sort of a catch-all and maybe a, a, a lazy take in some level, but I, I think he does a lot of things well. Uh, <laughs> I'm laughing because I mentioned Spencer Rattler when I talked to, to Pody and, and Chris a few days ago. The Steelers fans were very anti-Spencer Rattler, but I, I love that kid. He is a tough kid. He has grown and matured as just a human being, and uh, he can make every throw. He's a little undersized, but he's tough. Michael Pratt, out two lanes, another name, name to keep an eye on. He had a really good senior bowl, was injured for part of the season, so came on late there. Um, and Jordan Travis is, is an interesting one. Obviously, he had that, that serious leg injury at the end of the season. But if he's available late on day three, you can take a flyer on him. He's an older player. He, he's certainly gotten better over the course of his career at Florida State. And he did some really good things last year for an undefeated Florida, te- Florida State team uh, that didn't make the, the, the playoffs, which obviously is still a point of contention with Florida State fans. But he's another name that, that I would keep an eye on should we get to sixth round or so, and, and he's still out there because of the injury. 
Ryan, we appreciate the time, man. Thanks for coming on. It's always great. And, man, that would be quite the pick for the Steelers. I bet you'd have a lot of happy people and a lot of people wondering what the hell just happened. But that's the beauty of it. Uh, let's just take Jackson Powers shots, and then we can all feel better about it. How about that? <laughs> let's do it. Thanks, man. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Is he still on the line? City Limits? I forgot to ask him about Ron Cook. He was a big Ron Cook reader. When no, he went, he's not. When he went to CMU. I didn't know if he knew the news with Ron that Ron retired. Do you know, Donnie? Mm, I would hope so. I mean, you never He's know. He's also probably wondering why it was me talking to him and not Ron. Maybe, but he didn't ask. He could just think Ron was out sick. That's true. Now I feel bad. I'll call him. I'll text yeah. him and tell him what happened. Wow, would that be interesting if they took Michael Penix, huh? I want to ask you, Donnie, what you think about the top of this draft with the quarterback. So we'll be back to talk about that. We're going to get into the Mitch Keller signing a little bit more here. Donnie Football in the studio until his show at 2. Fan uh, Twitter brought to you by South Hills Kia, Peters Township. Visit him at southhillskia.net. Who Needs a Restart? Presented by locally owned Restart IT Services. Expect more from your IT company. Go to callrestart.com. Fan text line brought to you by Edgar Snyder and Associates, personal injury law firm, where they always say there's never a fee unless we get money for you. Guess what? It's Thursday, and I like to tell you about NBA TNT Thursdays. LeBron's hurt. Is that what you're telling me? What happened there? He's out, not playing tonight. Ankle injury. What? There was just the all-star break. That's weird. That's weird. Maybe in practice. All right, then go Steph Curry for 60. How about that? Tonight, I like it. I'm very much looking forward to this game. You can bet no sweat same game parlays from FanDuel in partnership with Valley Forge every Thursday. You get bonus bets back if your same game parlay doesn't win on any NBA on TNT game. A same game parlay is the perfect way to combine your bets for a chance to score a bigger payday. However you want to play, just head to FanDuel.com slash Starkey to bet the NBA with a no sweat same game parlay on TNT Thursdays. That's FanDuel dot com slash starkey 21 plus present in pennsylvania minimum three-leg parlay required refund issued as non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire seven days after receipt max refund five dollars unless otherwise specified restrictions apply see terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER i'm austin bexel with your fan headlines the washington wizards have signed former pit guard forward Justin Champagny to a 10-day contract. And the Pirates' Derek Shelton has officially announced that Mitch Keller will be the Buckeyes' opening day starter after today being reported by multiple sources that Keller and the Pirates have agreed to a five-year, $77 million contract that begins this season. Also has no club options included in it at all. Five years, $77 million that begins this season. Headlines, they're powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open for more, go to 937thefan.com. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. I like this. Is this city about limits. city limits in college? This one's for Donnie. Did you two know each other in college? No, I'm, no. I'm too much of his elder. <laughs> I was out of there in 2018. I'm almost six years post-Waynesburg, Joe. Wow. Well, let's not beat around the bush here, Donnie. You took topless photos of yourself. Uh, was it yesterday? <laughs> Is that what happened? Yeah, it was my one-year Awaken 180 post. To illustrate where I where I started. So do you where, have a six pack now? No, no, I, I'm I'm not quite that far yet, but it's it's looking a whole lot better than where I was February of 23. How do you mind my asking? How much did you weigh then and now? I went from 272 down to 227. Wow. I, I weighed in the other day at 228. So I Holy lost bird milk. I lost 45 in the 10 weeks. That is really impressive. I'm only one pound up from the 10 weeks ending. So that's like nine months ago. Do you get cravings for sugar? Not really. I mean, I, I know that we, we, I know we joke about my, my little Skittles addiction here at the office, but not really. It. What's been the most difficult thing about it for you? I mean, early on, like giving up something like pizza, for instance, mm-hmm. like a, a very top tier food. Uh, in my in, in my in my animal kingdom, uh, but I mean I'm still able to have it. It's not like I completely took it out. Right. I just have one piece now. When yeah. They come in I, on Wednesdays. I, I've just gotten into like a lot better routines of things, and it's. I'm trying to really do the helped. same thing. I've do- I've dropped 12 pounds in a month. I think you look good, Joe. You're getting ready for golf season. They have these Butterfingers out there, the mini ones, and I'm not kidding. I would eat 10. I know in you a love day. Butterfingers. Because I'm always anxious and scared. I would eat my feelings all day. There was a guy I used to work for in Buffalo at Bocce's Pizza, which is incredible pizza. Have you had legitimate buffalo wings? Are you, can you still eat wings? Oh, yeah. Have you had legitimate buffalo wings from Duff's or the Anchor Bar? I've, I've had Duff's. Yeah. Th- that was in 2016. I went to that Steeler game whenever uh, Bell ran for like 250 uh, in the snow. In the snow. Oh, that yeah. was epic. Um. That was a classic Buffalo game. Yeah. So this guy he used to be my boss at Bocce's, and I worked over the chicken wing thing, and I used to go home with, like, grease burns up and down my arm every night. But that's beside the point, Donnie. <laughs> um, he weighed 
he was up to around four bills. Oof. Yeah, he he was bigger than Mulsey's cranium. <laughs> and he lost all kinds of weight years later. I went in and saw him. I'm like, really? Jim is his name. I said, how did you do that? He said, it was the grazing that did me in. He said, I would be in here for 10 or 12 hours in a day, constantly grazing on those things, little candies like I was. Yeah. Things like that, just constantly, constantly throw one chicken wing. It doesn't seem harmless in your mouth, you know? But that, he said he cut that out, and that was the key to it, and that's what I'm discovering. But I have, I do have cravings for donuts, cookies, cake, ice cream, candy, all of that, Diet Coke. I used to go home, and in order to recover from Ron, I would, I would sit in my big brown recliner at home right when I got home, eat a pile of salt in the form of, like, chips, corn chips, Fritos or something, mm-hmm. and sugar, whatever was on hand, ice cream, cake, and just, just fall asleep there like a beached whale. <laughs> my wife had a picture the other day. You know how the, the iPhone has little movies they make for you of your past? Yes. Yeah, that's a, those are nice. One of them was, was our trip to Arizona, me and her and my daughter, like four years ago, pre-pandemic, maybe four, yeah, four, I guess. And there was there was glass. There was a pool where you could go underneath, and you could see somebody swimming by looking through the glass. That type of thing, like you're in an aquarium. So all of a sudden, in this movie, you see my daughter swim through. She's still little, you know. She still has teeth missing and things. And then you see this horrendous creature. <laughs> I look like a pregnant sea animal, and all you see is this pale, white, disgusting <laughs> stomach coming through there. And we we laughed. We laughed for 10 minutes. It was, it's hideous what I looked like. And I was living like that. I think you look good. Then you got into golf. Well, then I got into golf, but that didn't help that much. What's helped is going in there, telling when I had pneumonia a month ago, having then tell me I was almost 230 pounds and had a blood pressure reading that was higher than Le'Veon Bell. (laughs) I mean, it was was ridiculous. I'm like, I, I ain't going out like this. I'm at least going to give myself a shot to see my kid's wedding. I'm an older dad anyway. I'm not going out like this. So I've joined the, you know, this eating club where we make dinners every night. You saw the, the lunch I just made. Yeah. Whole wheat tortellini with uh, shaved Brussels sprouts, Donnie football. I like Brussels sprouts a lot. That, that has to be a top food that you, whenever you're a kid, you're told like it's disgusting. Yeah. Like it's always, I'm yes. going to make you eat Brussels sprouts. And now like we have them. Uh, like like Sarah will make them on like the side of like for something. Right. I love them. So do I. You put a little honey, not much salt because yeah. of the blood pressure, mm-hmm. but a little bit. And then there's all these other spices, Donnie. She uses a I've little discovered. bit of uh, sriracha. Yes. Yeah. Big move by her. Are you getting married? Uh, not. We don't have that officially uh planned yet. But I mean, I I think I would say it's working in that direction, Joe. Yeah. Somebody in the office here got uh, her her fiance asked her by putting the ring in a seashell, and they went down to the beach on vacation. They were picking shells, collecting shells, and he handed her a shell and and said, "Why don't you check this one out?" And there was a ring inside it. Do you have any ideas for how you're going to do this? And I think yours should be. I think you, yours would be classic at like a minor league hockey game, <laughs> like the Wheeling Nailers up on the scoreboard. 
And it, it's uh, it's Frosty Friday or whatever the beer night's called. Exactly. <laughs> $1 beer night. Do you think you're going to do it that creatively? Uh, I don't know if I would do the sporting event thing, no. I think that, I think that puts the the other person in a very high-pressure situation. <laughs> it does. It does. You're right. It's more so than just like, okay, it's you and me and maybe whoever's taking the video of this and like family. Right. Yeah. The, the, the guys that pull that at a sporting event, you're putting that, you're putting the person in a very tough spot. Have you thought ahead to who you might leave out from the office or will it be a small <laughs> one? I mean, obviously Pony and Muller and, and your bosses get invited. City Limits going to get one? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we're, we're, well, we're Sarah told me I was invited. <laughs> all you get is a we'll see? You know Sarah? Yeah, I met her at the uh, karaoke event. You're only giving him a we'll see. I don't want to make any promises. I mean, that hurts. He also. I'm torched. Uh, city limits. He also lives like two minutes away from us. We're neighbors, and Donnie has never asked to come over my house and hang out. It feels like he's in, or should be. <laughs> right? I, he's he's on more of the plus side of the we'll see. Like, I'll take it. You give the we'll see, and it's like. Yeah. We had a very uncomfortable situation in the office many years ago when Greg Giannotti, who has since made it very, very big. Oh, yeah. He got married, and I didn't get invited. And he claimed that the invitation got lost in the mail. Got lost in the mail. <laughs> you could still make that excuse then, and uh, that didn't feel good. So I'll, I'm going to go ahead and invite City Limits on your behalf if you don't. <laughs> okay, mind. thank All you, right. Joe. You guys could be each You're other's welcome. plus ones. <laughs> <laughs> that would be nice. Back to the draft. What's going to happen with Justin Fields? I mean, I see their team president giving him the dreaded vote of confidence. I see Fields himself saying, I just want to get this over with, you know, one way or another, but I want to stay. You can't keep him and then draft Caleb Williams, can you? And, and like, forfeit the idea of bringing in so many assets and resources? What do you think will happen and what do you think should? I think they're, he's definitely going to get uh, traded. I, I, I don't think they are going to have both guys. So it's either they trade that first overall pick and they keep Fields, or they trade him, they keep the pick, they take Williams. I don't think there's any universe where what would you do? they have both guys. Yeah, I don't think so either. I, mean, I shouldn't say that. It's possible. It's possible, you know, but I don't think so. What would you do? If I'm if I'm the Bears, I think I actually try to trade Fields just because it's it hasn't worked out, and you can just have that fresh start. Like you have a new offensive coordinator in the building as well, and I think you have the clean break. You take Williams, and you just send Fields off to the highest bidder, whether that be the Falcons, whether it be the Steelers. There, there will be there will be a couple of teams involved at least. I don't think as many though as what people assume. Like like that that's the big thing out of this. Like the Bears ask for a first round pick. That's obviously going to be what they ask for. You always want to set the price high. That's how I don't think they're getting it right. That's how negotiations work. The other team's going to come in and say, "All right, well you're not getting the first round pick, but I'll give you this pick, my my second round pick." And I know the Falcons have. The Falcons have a better set of draft capital than what the Steelers have, which could put them in the advantage. But yeah, I think I think Justin Fields knows deep down like he's going to be elsewhere next season. I I, I get the 
unfollow thing on Instagram that gets overblown, like George Pickens did his whole thing middle of the season. He did a good job of masking it. I think he that knows Fields deep. unfollowed the Bears on everything you're saying. Yeah, yeah. but I, I think he knows deep down, like this isn't where I'm going to be. They're they're going to pick Williams and they're going to move on from me. I think money has a lot to do with it. I think if you're not sure about a guy and it's time to pay him big, big money, pretty much to be that time, I think it's probably smart to move on. All right, Donnie, football. We got to get we we got to come back to where it all started. At the beginning of the show, I was launching into a penguin soliloquy when City Limits broke in and said that the Pirates had signed Mitch Keller. So Donnie and I are going to solicit calls here because you know you know out there that if it was negative pirate news today, that if they had traded, let's say one of their good young players, something like that, these phones would light up like a pinball machine. So let's talk about it. Are you encouraged by this? Do you get the feeling these days that the Pirates are more interested in winning? They've now signed three players, Hayes, Reynolds, and Keller to contracts for over $200 million. It is just It's just the cost of doing business, but that's kind of the point. The Pirates are engaging in that. They finally have paid a player $100 million in Reynolds. They've now signed a good pitcher. For 77 more million. Team friendly, yes. So what? Good for them. How does this make you feel as a Pirate fan, especially if you've been an embittered Pirate fan? Let's have a conversation about it. 412-928-9370. 50 minute mark on the fan brought to you by South Hills Chrysler Jeep Dodge Route 19. Peters Township celebrating 50 years in the South Hills. I can't wait to do Texas in the City. With uh, with Donnie football here, we had a person repeatedly texting in Joe Sucks earlier. <laughs> Maybe Austin will read that one later. There's a lot happening here. Fan weather brought to you by Sun Chevrolet. Check out special financing for qualified buyers on new Silverado 1500 trucks. High of 49 today with a chance of rain. I'm Austin Bechtel with your fan headlines. Five years, $77 million is the deal for Pirates starting pitcher Mitch Keller. Was an all-star in 2023. Single-season strikeout leader set last year for the Bucks, 210 Ks. Keller is also going to be the opening day starter, Derek Shelton announced today. Washington Wizards have signed former Pitt forward Justin Champagny to a 10-day contract. Pitt basketball plays on Saturday against Virginia Tech at the Pete at 5.30. You can hear our coverage beginning right here on 93.7 The Fan at 5 and also on your Odyssey app. Headlines are powered by Bowser and Genesis of Monroeville. Now open. For more, go to 93.7thefan.com. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? You spend only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.